appreciate you being here. Uh, today, one of my favorite guests kindly is returning, Viva Fry. You can, uh, he's, of course, a Canadian lawyer and Rumble host. Find him on Viva Fry, F-R-E-I, on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. He also has a legal podcast, Viva and Barnes, live at vivabarnes.locals.com. Follow him at Viva Fry, V-I-V-A Fry, F-R-E-I.com. And let's see the Twitter. I don't see a Twitter handle, but the Instagram is uh, Viva Fry uh, forward slash. Or yes, that's a forward slash. All right, I'll tell you what. Uh, he and I got a lot to talk about, so let's get right to it. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl, and heroin. Ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying, you go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. You can spend thousands of dollars trying to look a few years younger, or you can skip all of that hassle and go with what works. Genucel Skincare. Genucel is the secret to better skin. In fact, you might have witnessed the astonishing effects of Genucel during a recent unplanned moment on our show, when just a little Genucel XV restored my skin within minutes right before your eyes. That's how fast these products work. I know I'm a snob about the products I use on my face. Everybody knows it. Every time I go to the dermatologist's office, they're just rows and rows of different creams. And then when I get to the counter, they're overpriced. All kinds of products that you can all find at Genucel.com. Susan and I love Genucel so much, we've created our own bundles so you can try our favorite anti-wrinkle treatments, correcting serums, and ultra-retinol creams. Just go to Genucel.com Drew. Use the code Drew for an extra discount and free priority shipping. Again, that is genucel.com slash Drew, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash D-R-E-W. Uh, and as I said, welcome everybody. I'll Viva Fry in here in just a second. But I want to thank Genucel for saving me from the dermatologist's proprietary products uh, that Susan would have would have uh, devoured had it not been for Genucel, which yes. is much better priced. Way overpriced. Same stuff. Same stuff. She also, went... I think Viva's going to be... Uh... Oh. Using some Genesis. All right, we'll talk to you Fry about it as well. Oh, that he was worrying about his skin before he came in here, so we'll give him some suggestions. Uh, Viva is a Canadian lawyer, Rumble host. I said uh, we got a lot to talk about today. He is host of Viva Fry on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube legal podcasts of Viva and Barnes live at vivabarnes.locals.com, and uh, you know YouTube is Viva Fry. Everything's Viva Fry. So welcome, Viva Fry. Thank you. Nice, nice to be here again. It's good to have you, my friend. Yeah. So, uh, what, Susan? What's the recommendation for his concern on his skin? Which, which of those products? Oh, you're gonna <laughs> love this product. I had That's a awesome. little blemish no, here. I... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go for it. Oh no, no, no. no you, first, you first. You <laughs> first. I was gonna say I have a little blemish, but I also have a bit of a neuroses where you see it and then you pick it and then you know you have to stop picking it but you can't stop picking it then you make it bigger and then you pick it more so uh at least it's nothing <laughs> it's just this little thing right here but uh some cover up some foundation let's see 
Retinol. Get he's, the get the retinol cream. He's a retinol cream at <clears throat> night. Big fan of retinols. And then also the uh, vitamin C cream in the morning. Right. And then the anti redness cream. All right, there we go. The day. Enough of that. So uh, <laughs> since we have last discussed, I, I think I want to zero in on the Durham report for us. It's a sort of a, a nice way to sort of lift off here. Um, my question is, you know, here we have very solid evidence that this was all not real. It was all fabricated and it was fabricated by people who wanted to alter the course of a presidential election and who meddled and tampered with that election in ways that we should be really concerned about, particularly given that many of them were from intelligence agencies, which is almost breathtaking to say. But why is it, or how is it, that this isn't of greater concern to people? Why isn't it being picked up by press? And sort of the corollary to that is the same people who aren't talking about it have talked about nothing but this phony report for six years. At what point are they going to say, look, hey, we got it wrong. You know, here's how we got it wrong. Sorry, anything, but no, nothing. Uh, nothing, Drew, the, the report, it's beyond words as to how damning it is. And that's notwithstanding the fact that Durham, for whatever the reason, decided to sort of limit his own uh, mandate, limit his own authority, limit his scope that he could have otherwise implemented in the context of that report. Mark Twain, it's easier to fool people than it is to convince them they've been fooled. There's a bit of ego for the people who have been duped. When it comes to the media, the Rachel Maddows, the, uh, the, the CNNs, it's not ego, it's not a question of that. It's, it's, it's mockingbird type operations in real time. For people who didn't read the report, because it's 307 pages, it's damning beyond words. But Durham had the ability or had the mandate to potentially indict, issue subpoenas, whatever. He decided not to. He decided to limit the scope of his report, not to inspecting the Clintons and the DNC, which had not just a, a, an active role in this, but arguably the initiating role. He decided to limit it to, to Trump and you know all, all that side of it, and nonetheless came to the conclusion that not one element of that steel dossier, which was the initiator, the instigator of the entire crossfire hurricane investigation, not one allegation was substantiated or corroborated or corrob corrob corroboratable because they were all fabrications. Notwithstanding this, he chalks it up to, uh, I think the term he used was confirmation bias of a, you know, politically motivated Oof. FBI. It, confirmation bias is when someone doesn't see past their own biases, not when someone actively seeks to interfere with an election, which is what they did. The Durham report ultimately concluded the Crossfire Hurricane investigation had no basis to exist. Some people who were trying to spin this as something of a victory said, oh, the, the report only concluded that the FBI should have initiated a preliminary investigation, not a full investigation. Hogwash. I don't know if I can swear here. Hogwash. What the report concluded is that there was no basis in the first place for any of this because nothing in the Steele dossier was substantiated. The Steele dossier was funded by the DNC and Hillary Clinton, uh, funneled to the FBI via their attorney who laundered this disinformation to the FBI, who then in turn leaked it to Yahoo, who then in turn published it so that the FBI can then rely on the publication of an article on this bogus steel dossier to spy on Carter Page and indirectly Trump. It was a coup. It was a coup in real time. Um, and you know, it's, it's not too complicated for people to understand. People are too lazy and so, they're too so, blinded. By their so there's that, there, there's that. 
Then along comes the Hunter Biden material. They fabricate they in whole cloth using 50 former and current intelligence officials lie about what that is, lie about it for years, and then nobody goes, hey, maybe we got that one wrong? It's They didn't get it wrong. They lied. They tried to under undo, undermine the uh, election of Trump when it happened. And what did they do in 2020? You have to understand this. That, that letter signed by over 50 members of the intelligence community, it didn't say that the Hunter Biden laptop was falsified. It just said it bore the earmarks or the hallmarks of Russia disinformation. Yes. It was yes. a lie. The FBI yes. had that laptop since 2019 and knew that it was authentic. And so these these 50 plus intelligence lied. They planted the seeds within social media to give them plausible deniability, then met with them and coerced them into you know, watering that plant. It was election interference 2.0 after election interference in 2016, right. or at least presidential right. nomination interference. Uh, over the top. And people, right. they don't want to know about it. And they want to say, well, they didn't say it was fake. They just said it bore the earmarks of, and maybe they were wrong. They weren't wrong. Yeah. They lied. The intelligence community lied. Yeah. Yes. And not, not only that, I've seen some of these guys that have been willing to be interviewed. Good for them. But no, none of the interviewers went, you knew what the implications were of what you were saying. You may have hidden behind earmarks rather than categorically this is so, but you understand how the public would respond to people with your credentials saying that's probably what it is based on all the earmarks. Like it'd be the same as if I said, that's probably a, a stroke. It has all the earmarks of a stroke. And they went, no, I just said the earmarks. I didn't say it was a stroke. I just said, just, just kind of had the symptomatology. It's like, yes, of course. But I know what I'm saying when I say it has all the earmarks of this particular diagnosis. And not just that, they're meeting with Zuckerberg. They're meeting, they're meeting, they have their back channels with Twitter. They have Jim Baker, the, the former, what was it, a, a, a external counsel of the FBI, embedded yeah. within Twitter. Yep. And they're saying, hey, guys, there might be some leaks, some, some hacked materials of Russian disinformation about Hunter Biden. They held a, a, a like a, what are, the, what are they called, like a staged sort of like, how do we respond to a Hunter Biden laptop leak, Russian disinformation before all of this. They lied about it. They then coerced social media to lie about it, to censor on the basis that it was hacked materials, even though none of it broke the rules of Twitter. And they impacted the election because I don't believe polls, whether you know they're favorable or not to what I believe. But people came out and said, you know, had I known then what I know now, I would not have voted uh, for Joe or I would have voted differently and it would have impacted the election. But, but I would argue that like so many movements, historical figures, they do these things believing they're doing something they're they're they are on the side of good they are doing the good they're saving the country from populism they're saving the country from hitler there's there this is necessary to save the country they convince themselves of that so in a way durham is right about the confirmation bias they were so but it, do, does does nobody read their history uh, every 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 uh, there's even sort of aphorisms out there about how how much people doing good have done bad mao believed fiercely he was doing good uh, stalin believed he was doing good certainly lenin believed he was doing good these were these were people on the side of the of the gods and let's not let's uh, the hubris to be able to not look at what you've done is very very concerning 
But true, it's the it's the insanity behind the theory that people implement implement now is like we have to suppress freedom of speech in order to preserve it. We have to destroy democracy and right. we have to we have to lie in order to preserve truth. Um, it was it Lewis right. Carroll or C.S. Lewis who said, you know, the worst type of tyrant is the one who thinks they're tormenting you for your own good and have the, the, the you yes. know, they have the approval of their own conscience. It's a great quote, you know, like even a robber baron will sleep. Maybe one day he'll get tired of tormenting you. But the people who think they're doing it for your own good will never stop. I don't believe that. I, I think yes. these people are actually, they're, they're, they're criminal-esque, in my humble opinion, in that they're preserving right. their own positions of power. They're preserving the administrative body mm-hmm. that they've, uh, you know, set mm-hmm. in, 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 in place this, this- over the last decades. So they have that secondary gain in there. So I'm slowly backing into RFK Jr., who I interviewed yesterday, and and I'm just sort of I'm going to line these all these things up, and then I want to talk about him. So so then now we have COVID, uh, and the interesting thing about COVID is is not only well, there's a lot of things we can get into in terms of how it was conducted, obviously, but. I think it's interesting to look at the the medications uh, whose whose names can't even be named, right? Will be canceled on YouTube still to this day. Medicines I've prescribed for years. Uh, medicines that if you are a refugee from another country, the CDC requires you to take it for a week. Uh, but the government stepped up and said no. Now, there's some theory that the reason they said no was in order to maintain an emergency use authorization, which they would not have access to if there were other treatments than vaccines. So that's one of the so-called conspiracy theories that are flying around there. I don't have an opinion about it, but it certainly fits the facts. So so the EUA is able to go through because we don't have any other treatments. They say no. That's not what I want to focus in on. What I want to focus in on was how was it and what does it mean that they go they defend that position and say no this shouldn't be used uh and then they crush anyone that is a dissenting opinion and then immediately cnn msnbc uh regulatory everybody lines up with them immediately on this substance which the name of which they just learned to pronounce five minutes ago and they have an extreme opinion about whether it's a good or a bad thing what is that what is that that all of a sudden these all these elements can line up instantly against something that they really should have no opinion on they should be okay. That's the government's opinion, and just report it. But no, they took up a evangelical position to crush anyone who dared to use these words, who dared to prescribe these things. What was that? I I'll, I believe it's it sounds crazy because if you say things like mind control and whatever, it sounds crazy. If people don't know, you know, certain historical operations of intelligence, Operation Mockingbird is one to look at. It's one to understand. Operation Paperclip, phenomenal. Uh, Operation Northcliffe will blow your mind if you don't know of these things. But Operation Mockingbird is nothing more than intelligence infiltrating the media and using them as a mouthpiece apparatus to promote uh, deep state, administrative state narratives. It's exactly what we saw in 2016 with the election of Trump and Russiagate. It's exactly what we saw in 2020 uh, in terms of Hunter Biden laptop disinformation, Russia hack. It's exactly what we saw all throughout COVID. It's exactly what we saw and are seeing now with the war in Ukraine and Russia. And people just don't understand it. They Like, okay, we've lived through it twice in the last five, seven years, and they don't put it together when it's happening right before their very eyes again. 
it's 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 actually it's it's even more let me let me let me push back a little bit i want to push back a little bit so i was on cnn for nearly 10 years and i didn't see anything like that now admittedly i was on my way out uh by the time the trump derangement stuff kicked in and maybe it was something to do with that but it, it feels there was nothing like that. There was no there was no communication even amongst the shows, let alone with upper management or producers getting together and going, what are we going to do? Or having some rogue producers amongst the group that were pushing a certain thing. There was just unanimity all the time. And and how did they it's 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 a, almost a cultural phenomenon. It's it's odd. I don't know. What do you think well, about that? Because I think when people think of like infiltration, they think of some backdoor meeting and they think of corruption, they think of briefcases of cash. It, it's it's much more subtle and much more insidious than that. At this point in time, it could just be with, you know, political political influence and those people know what they need to do in order to maintain their, in order to maintain, uh, you know, being on televisions in airports. They, they know what they need to do in order to maintain their position of power and to expand it. And they don't need to be given orders in a back room or by text messages. So- it's it's more insidious and it's more subtle, but it's there in the same yeah. way mutatis mutandis. Um, but the, the 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 medications, the names of which can't be uttered, it's so much more sinister than anybody can possibly understand. And if you've read Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s books, The Real Anthony Fauci, it, it would be you would put together the parallels immediately. But they were banning this medication, the wonder drugs, been around, you know, administered to billions of people for decades. They were banning it in May 2020. It, make, it makes no sense. What was once over the counter is then banned. It makes no sense, but for the fact that, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. if there were alternative therapeutic remedies, you don't get emergency use authorization uh, permission, authorization. So what do you have to do? Exactly what Fauci did during the AIDS pandemic, which is basically criminalize the over-the-counter remedies so you can push the vaccines, you can push your, what was it? It was AZT back in the day, so you can push remdesivir now. Uh, or uh, is it remdesivir? It's remdesivir was the modern one. So you can push your poison patented yeah. medicines that people stand a lot to gain by administering. And who benefited from you know all of the vaccine immunity? The only immunity it gave were to the ma- vaccine manufacturers. But who benefited from all that? The institutionalized corrupt power that allowed it to happen and then did what was necessary to make it happen. And people will still, this one's going to be the hardest one for people to actually say, holy crab apples, they got me. Because it's not just that people administered this, this, this jab to themselves. They did it to their kids. Parents pressured their kids into getting it. Um, this is going to be the tough one to actually say, holy, they, if they fooled me, because they didn't just fool you with your thoughts. They didn't just embarrass you with some tweets about, oh, Russia Gate was real. They fooled people with their health and they tricked people into potentially, maybe, arguably, um, doing things that will actually harm the ones that they love the most by having convinced them that it was necessary to protect them. And that's going to be the one where people are going to have a very tough time with their egos turning on. But the fact that people don't see 2016, 2020, COVID, Ukraine, and put it all together and say, holy crap, they're using the same tactics over and over again. Why am I not picking up on it? That's the question people should be asking. And it's so odd because the very people that are now the elites were the ones that were speaking truth to power and insisting on questioning everything that the government did and certainly were not fans of the FBI and the CIA. Uh, they've flipped on everything and, and with with unquestioning, without any uh, any thought about it, which is I, I just like to see somebody give me their thinking on this. What's amazing is I've, this is my realization. People love speaking truth to power until they're in the position of power. People love free speech until they're right. the ones being attacked by it. Um, and so that's you know, right. Every, 
everyone loves free speech and they love democracy until they, you know, taste that ring, the proverbial ring of power. Then they no longer like people who speak truth to power because they're the power to whom people are speaking the truth. And so that's just how corrupt, yes. that's how power corrupts. But it's an amazing phenomenon. We've seen it. Yeah, these, these politics, the free speech Democrats, no censorship, anti-big government, anti-big pharma Democrat liberals of the 70s have now become the suppression of free speech, shut up and take your jabs, big government. And if you question the narrative, you're a heretic. I mean, it's it's an amazing thing because they've got the power and they want to maintain that power. It, it is a, it is extraordinary to see. It really just, it, I, and I guess maybe not everyone has the same historical sweep that if you're my age, you would have, uh, particularly if you were someone that was an enthusiast of those of those uh, speaking truth to power, which I say I was, and I I just haven't changed from that. I, I'm maybe it's because I'm not an elite with the way they are or something. I don't know. But, and this is not this is not an outright attack on Democrats and liberals. I, I, I'm old enough to remember the no. attack on the Simpsons and, and George Bush. You know, like the Simpsons are bad. Oh. Uh, heavy metal. Causes most of my themselves. career, most of my career on radio, I was spent fighting the right. Trust me. I was I was an advocate for the morning after pill. I was oh, you forget how bad it got. There was a while there when they had Colin Powell's son in at the FCC and he was crushing everybody for everything. It was ridiculous. And so, yes, I know it can cut both ways. Trust me, I've been on both sides of this. It, the, the only big difference being that, you know, even though it's true of both sides, to some extent, when they when they hold power and they want to control that power, um, you know, the, the right Republicans, they've never really controlled the media. They've never controlled Hollywood. They've never had that culture uh, in the culture war, that power, that that lever. And so now it's right. just a little bit different in terms of the game because the Democrats, you know, suppress free speech and they've got the media to demonize, dox, lambaste, everybody who runs counter to the narrative. And so that's a very, very powerful tool. Well, and then the social media was the really the the uh, cherry on top where they could really go after people and harm people with that. So now let's back further into RFK's area. And the, the thing that he... Um, pointed out to me early on was uh, the cozy relationship between the regulators and the and the big pharma companies. And it, it's interesting. I got to know uh, Secretary of HHS Azar a little bit. Seemed like a great guy to me. I didn't think about it. The guy ran Eli Lilly for many years. And I didn't think about, I was not thinking about how that might adulterate some of the things. And he, he, I was complaining about, uh, you know, phase three clinical, clinical trials. And he goes, yeah, there's no way we can do that. We can't fund it. Pharmacy has to fund it. And I was like, Jesus, that that's, that's bad. And, uh, but maybe there are other ways. He just was unwilling to look at those things. I don't know. But the point is there is a very cozy relationship between the regulators and big pharma. There's a cozy relationship between the, medical literature, how they're edited and where they get their funding, big pharma. Uh, there's, you know, this is the, the state component of um, what used to be funding medical research, medical education and medical publications has shrunken to a tiny degree and it's all been replaced by big pharma as the vacuum, you know, gone, gone into that vacuum and we've needed it, but now it's gotten to the point where it's concerning. And it's it made me worry about uh, you know uh, sort of adulterated motivations. Okay, I pointed out to RFK Jr. yesterday. I said, you know, I think I'm having Gelman amnesia as it pertains to my understanding of what's going on with big pharma and regulators. Have you ever heard of Gelman amnesia? Do you know what that is? That, that 
I believe so. That's where you don't trust someone until you trust them because they're talking about. Wait, wait you've discovered that so, they were lying in one area. Yeah. And then you forget about that yeah. and then trust them when they. Okay. Something along those lines. Correct. And so G Gelman was a, a well known physicist. He picked up the paper every day, and when he'd see a story on physics, he'd realize they were just like completely wrong. They can't get they're not getting this at all. And then he'd go on to read the rest of the paper as though it was completely accurate, complicated international relationship and economic positions. The point is, of course, they get it all wrong. And God will God help you if they write an article about you. I don't know if you've ever been the subject of some of the print scrutiny, but you see how far from the truth they go. How that's when you really learn. And the, how how much they distort things. Have you had that that lovely experience? Oh, oh yeah, no, no. I, I did an interview with um, W Five in Canada, CTV News, when they wanted to discuss uh, Rumble, the platform that I work with. Um, and then they wrote their piece, and then they they it, it's just overt deliberate defamation to pursue a, a, a certain objective. Yeah. And then when I corrected them and said this yeah. is factually incorrect, would you please correct it? It's amazing. But the um and and, and the, yeah. the the element about Gelman's amnesia is that. It's when the person lacks the expertise in another area to know that they're being lied to, then they tend to believe it. Correct. Um, yes. It's, Correct. It's, uh, my camera's moving. Oh, oh, I'll leave it. The cam okay, I'll just stop. You're moving. good. Got the stupid tracking camera. Um, but it's, it is, um, it, the capture is amazing because people think of capture, oh, that's just, it's just good politics. It's just how business is done. That is corruption. That right. is institutionalized corruption. And that's I do right. have a, you know, that's right. a bit of experience in this. It's like, in terms of determining what gets funding for the reasons of politics, oh, we won't fund that. And it's not just—it's not just science. It's not just medicine. It's po political science. Well, we're not gonna—we're not even gonna touch that. And so it—it it drives people to say, well, I better, you know, uh, pet the hand that feeds me. And what you end up having, it, especially forget that that they hold patents and some of the stuff that they develop—that's massive corruption. But it's—it's it's, capture is corruption, and people should actually just use the word corruption instead of capture because capture just sounds like good business. It's corruption. Yes. And, and so this is where I want to go after the break here, which is that I, I have some sense of how the medical pharmaceutical side has captured what RFK Jr. pointed out to me yesterday. He goes, no, you have Gelman amnesia, not just about the press, but about how your federal government works. They have captured, you name the agency. It's been captured in some way. And I, I thought the corruption was about the lobbying and that they couldn't seem to do anything about that. But there really is another target, and it might be the more pernicious and the more pervasive target, which is capture. Capture of almost every agency you can name. And so after the break, I want, to, I want you to comment about that and help educate me about that and to drill into whether RFK is onto something here. And more importantly, is there anything we can do about it? Sound like a plan? Sounds good. All right, be right back after this. A lot of you have been asking for more information about how to counter the adverse effects of the spike protein from COVID infections and the COVID vaccine. The spike protein is not your friend, let's just say that. So I'm glad we have the wellness company Spike Support Formula as a sponsor, especially since renowned internist and cardiologist, Dr. Peter McCullough, who's also chief scientific officer of the wellness company, is one of its champions. There's some very intriguing research around natokinase, which might be a way to take on the spike protein. Listen to this. So start, if you would, with talking about natokinase, how you got to that and where you see its application. So with the viral infection or the vaccines, the spike protein stays within the body and it's found in the heart, the brain, the vital organs, and it's causing problems. The Japanese have been using this 
for heart and vascular disease now for 20 years. It's safe. It is a form of a mild blood thinner that it dissolves the spike protein nearly completely. Spike support formula is the only product on the market containing natokinase, dandelion root, and a host of other antioxidants all showing promise in helping you protect yourself and your family. To order this unique, specially formulated supplement, go to drdrew.com TWC. That is drdrew.com TWC. Use code Drew at checkout for 10% off today. I recently discovered Paleo Valley. They have a line of products that align perfectly with a paleo dietary regimen. Goodbye to the limited rotation of eggs, burgers, and the standard fare. Hello to a wide variety of extraordinary products that are both healthful and delicious. Paleo Valley offers a spectacular range of options, including 100% grass-fed beef sticks. They're packed with nutrients like omega-3 fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, glutathione, CLA, and bioavailable protein. Plus, keto-friendly, make for a great protein-rich snack on the go. Paleo Valley's tasty beef sticks are not just 100% grass-fed, but also grass-finished, sourced from small domestic farms in the U.S. and flavored with real organic spices. They're also fermented, which means they contain natural probiotics that are great for gut health, and they taste amazing. Try them out by heading over to drdrew.com slash paleovalley to get 15% off your first order today. Don't miss out on this opportunity to discover a brand that is perfect for your paleo lifestyle. President Trump recently issued a warning from his Mar-a-Lago home, quote, Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. There are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar, inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is, there is one asset that has withstood famine, wars, political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times, gold. And you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right, Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just visit birchgold.com drew for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the entire process. Think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. How much more time does the dollar have? Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. I do not give financial advice, and previous performance is no guarantee of future performance. Visit birchgold.com slash Drew to get your free info kit on gold. That is B-I-R-C-H-G-O-L-D dot com slash D-R-E-W. And we are back with Viva Fry. Uh, Viva, I was just sitting here ruminating during the uh, break, and I was thinking, God, a great ticket would be Vivek and Viva. Vivek and Viva for president, <laughs> I, <laughs> vice president. I, I, want, I want him on. I'll, I'll, I'll start with an interview. I, I would love to interview him. Yeah, me too. Me too. A bright guy, and it's full of interesting thoughts. Uh, I'd actually read some of, uh, one of his books before he he got really going here. So uh, let's get to what I was talking about. And then, by the way, before we get into this, uh, Caleb, I'm going to email you that uh, video I was telling you about. I think I'm going to get it in a few minutes here. So go ahead. So I, the gauntlet was, is it true that it's capture everywhere, right? Uh, and what are the effects? How do we do it? And what do we do about it? Very simple. I mean, is he right? Is RFK right, number one? And if if he's right, where is he right? And what do we do about this? Well, I, I know my limit of my own expertise. I believe he's right because I believe that I've seen it in every industry, in every uh, in every field. I mean, FCC, FAA, I mean, the, the medical industry, it's everywhere. I mean, mm -hmm. the banking industry. And, and it's it, look, it's not complicated. It's that you have people who scratch the backs of the others. They, you know, they they know 
in advance of retiring from politics that they've got speaking gigs at these institutions for hundreds of thousands of dollars for several, you know, an hour. And so they know that that comes if you play your cards right when you're in positions of power, give a little favor here, give a little favor there. And that's how it works, where it gets really insidiously corrupt. I mean, seeing it in the context of COVID, but when you have the people who control the purse strings determining where to invest that money, and then you're like, when they have a financial interest in where they invest that money or where they don't invest that money, and you understand why it is that not just certain remedies were not being pursued, but were actively being demonized because there was no financial incentive for those making the decisions to recommend it, to pursue it, to look into it. And so there's regulatory capture in everywhere across the board. What's the solution? Um, I Look, it's it's an institutional solution in terms of just the, the corruption of politics. The people, you know, as George Carlin said, it's a big club and we're not in it. Uh, and that's how it that's how it operates. I mean, it's 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 how the whole banking crisis of 2008 came and went with, you know, oddly enough, nobody going to jail, nobody suffering the consequences within the industry. Um, and I, but the, the, the solution itself is, is, I don't know, more complicated than more government to more. He, government he told to me government. he told me that. Yeah, he told me. And by the way, before I tell you what he told me about the uh, medical journal editors. Um, I have hope now. The Annals of Internal Medicine started publishing some really interesting stuff about a week and a half ago, including treatments with fluvoxamine and budesonide showing excellent results in early COVID and moderate early COVID treatment. Uh, they, they could not even publish that three months ago, let alone a year ago. Any kind of early treatment was completely forbidden to be discussed. They published the Danish mass study that was a negative study on masks, shocking as all the meta-analyses have been since. I mean, it's, it's just, it, you just couldn't publish the right stuff. So he was going to bring in all the editors of all the uh, leading medical journals in the country and tell him he's going to prosecute them all under a RICO Act and unless they come up with a plan uh, on why he shouldn't do that and how they're going to undo their, their distorted motivations. Good. So apparently RFK has not heard about the judicial capture. Good luck with that, RFK. Uh, zero chances <laughs> no. of success. If anyone thinks that the capture hasn't also included the courts, I mean, all that you have to do is, is you know, determine who gets, who gets appointed as judges once they're appointed. How is it going to go down in terms of politics? I mean, if, you, if people think that Trump broke the minds of, of Americans in 2015, 2016, a lot of those minds that he broke sit on benches. Uh, in terms of people needing to get elected to their positions of judicial power, uh, appointed, and then be indebted to, or like, there's as much judicial capture as there is regulatory capture. So good luck with that. I don't have much faith in the court system anymore, especially you know, given what I've seen during COVID. Where do I think the, the, the battle lies? In the minds of people. And call it out and make people understand, even if they don't want to, and even if they have to be pulled by the neck to the water and forced to drink. I think it can happen, but uh, I, I would not bet on a RICO and I would not invest in, in a RICO. I don't think it goes anywhere. Oh, well that, so that's good. See, that's the kind of opinions that I, I am needing because I, I swallowed that one. I was like, oh, well, that'll get them to straighten out. That's, that's something anyway. But you're right. They I, I, might you, just you, uh, thumb their nose. You've been following... You've been following the Carrie Lake, you know, Arizona contest lawsuit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the the the, the Donald Trump. It's not a conviction because it's civil, but the finding of liability in New York, the the, the capture mm -hmm. of George Soros funding super PACs that fund DAs and, and circuit attorneys like Kim Gardner and uh, Alvin Bragg, who then 
come down with these idiotic, baseless, legally laughable indictments, but then you know, slap it in front of a jury and we can see what happens in front of a jury now. No, there's, there's as much prosecutorial capture as there is regulatory capture in the medical industry. So it's, it's corrupt from top to bottom uh, and from bottom to top. The only you know, the way to change it is, unfortunately, bottom to top and then top down. When, when it becomes politically unpopular, to play by these these insider rules, but so long as politicians, you know, septuple their net worth in their stints of in political power, there will be no incentive to change it. Sorry to be black. Well, the, so that's <laughs> the, that's also where it gets interesting because I I always try to understand uh, things I don't can't understand the other people's way of looking at things, and it seems like there's a lot of people who feel. Um, this is a good thing, or at least we're moving in the right direction. I, I mean, I keep hearing uh, President Biden say things like, we've done a lot, but we've got a long way to go. It's like, whoa, where are we going? And things are, ha, would scare me with that. What, what are we talking about exactly? So how would someone, do you think, who looks upon these trends favorably, how, how would they make, you know, you have to twist yourself a little bit, it seems to me, to, to you know, you have to be a little pretzel-like in your thinking, but I'm just wondering how they would, how does George Soros look at what's happening in, in cities and think to himself, oh, got it, done and done. Well, I, I um, at the risk of being, you know, called names for criticizing George Soros, apparently, <laughs> I, I might be one of them people for criticizing George Soros. Um, oh, you're, you're anti-Semite? Oh, well, yeah, sorry, gonna, I'm going to have to so, get you off my, my show, you anti-Semite, yeah. <laughs> a, I'm a, I'm a white nationalist, you know, Jewish boy. Um, I know the Soros is that it's, it's, it's a game of politics and power. They don't care about the outcome. And in fact, the, the more, the more um, discord and the more strife, the better it is for the clutches of power and the influence that they have. For, for the people, unfortunately, it's the old poem from, you know, pre, well, I guess it's the, the, the World War II poem. At first they came for the union workers, but I didn't care because I wasn't a union worker. The people only care when they come for them. People only care when it's their kid yeah. that's injured from, from a jab. And it's, it's, they only care when their free speech is being suppressed. And that's how you turn the lefties into far righties. You know, like Russell Brand becomes a far righty when he realizes uh, you know, that censorship is no good because it affects you know, the Jimmy Doors. It will affect them one day too. And by that time, it's too late. And so, unfortunately, people have to suffer before they realize the errors in their ways. The biggest problem is, what I find is that some people take joy in their suffering. This it's like it's like you know flagellation. In, in, is that the word in religion? You're like, you're, you're the, the suffering is a sign of of pride and a sign of of success of sorts. Um, but uh, that, that that's the only way people actually change their minds is when they suffer the consequences of the policies they've been promoting, and then sometimes not even. Well, but how how much more can people in inner cities of Chicago, Los Angeles, Seattle, how, how much more suffering do they but, need they, before they start to go? Let, let's talk about capture again. They, they Some of them, you know, their suffering is being hidden by the politicians and the media or, or just by the stats. Like in San, Di, uh, San Francisco, I get mixed up between San Diego and San Francisco. Mm. Crime is crime Quite is different. going down. Yeah, no, San Francisco crime's going down. It's a, it's a, it's a miraculous thing. People complaining yeah. about the crime, the rampant. Yeah. It's the crime's going down because people stop reporting it because police stop taking reports. Yes. And so it's it's an amazing yes. thing where you can falsify everything so that you can even hide the truth from the victims of it. But at the end of the day, the victims of it, that's the issue. You know, you want to talk about capture and you talk about uh, demographics that vote massively statistically for one party 
decade over decade, and, and there's a number of demographics that do this. I mean, why? At some point, they have to realize and they have to see that the policies they've been supporting are actually hurting them and then change. But uh, it, it's it's a tough game. Or maybe it's time for a, very- a, a, new, a new party. It seems like the, the brand for the right is Nazi, and they've done a pretty good job of sort of or they, I've noticed that whenever they say Republican, they say MAGA Republican, MAGA Republican. Extreme, that, that's, it's MAGA, never extreme Republican, MAGA Republican. MAGA Republican, extreme MAGA Republican. Yeah, and so maybe it's time for a new party. I don't know. I I could easily be. I I've been. I'm independent. For, I've been for a long time, but I think I'm going to go over to Democrat so I can vote for RFK Jr. in the in the primaries. That's what happens here because my vote isn't worth anything whole- as an independent anyway in California. <laughs> well, I, I I wouldn't mind if RFK splits the Democrat vote, but the 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 problem is like it's. The whole system is broken. People complain about the two-party system in the States. Take a look at what goes up in Canada. It's not because you have seven different parties that you don't have a de facto two-party state. You have conservative and you have everything else. And it's liberal, new Democrat, Marxist. Com- we actually have a Marxist communist party. Um, so that, you know, having seven parties doesn't make the system much better than having two parties. But no, the pe- people just... Um, I, they, they just have to suffer a bit before they say enough is enough. And that's why the pendulum swings back. So, and I think we're in that stage right now, but my goodness, how much suffering has to be had and is the pendulum just going to fall? That's over? my question. That's my question. And, and so, so you're saying it's got to go from the bottom up before it can go from the top down and you, the hearts and minds of the people need to change it, it, without the media's uh, maybe the media is going to have less pull than we think uh, going forward. I mean, so much is what's going on in social media, but that's so highly siloed. What, what can be done? Well, you know, now that we, you said that out loud and I had a thought top, it's going to go bottom up, top down, but also come from the middle. The media has lost uh, the, the media has lost its influence with any mind that is open enough to understand that. So you're still going to have the people who read the New York times and think it's the, the you know, the truth. But the media has lost its influence. Yeah. Fox News um, is going to be culturally irrelevant, if not bankrupt in a, within years, if it's not already there in terms of cultural irrelevance. Nobody takes CNN seriously anyhow. And so that is why, incidentally, you, we're, we're seeing this real-time battle for the internet and control over the internet more, more pronounced up in Canada, mm-hmm. where we have you know, legislation being implemented to allow the government to regulate the internet the way it regulates radio and television, because that is the, that is the last of the wild wests for the democratization of information. And that's where uh, voices succeed on their merit and not because of their legacy inheritance or government funding. So I, I think the media is losing its, its, its influence, which is going to be massively important for 2024, which is why the intelligence then had to go to social media to infiltrate there to make sure that legacy media has its you know, institutional influence on the social media scale. Elon buying over uh, Twitter is going to be massively important in terms of having at least one platform that is, for the time being, free speech. Not that Elon Musk is perfect, but that's where the, the battle is there. The battle is for the hearts and the minds and uh, making sure people can get accurate information and not just narratives. Flip side, holy crab apples, uh, do, they, do they really fight hard against it? It was uh, Nuhu Rabadu. When you fight corruption, corruption fights back. And... When, I think people are starting to understand how badly weaponized January 6 was in all of this. We, we forgot January 6 talking about intelligence fabricating um, narratives and then exploiting them politically. We forgot about January 6. I think enough people are starting to realize now that they were lied to boy howdy about, about January 6. Uh, you know, the, the Tucker Carlson 
oddly enough, you know, uh, unceremoniously canned from Fox News, releasing 40,000 hours of footage that many of us didn't see, uh, that might make January 6th look like not what the that stupid committee said it was. So it's a tough battle and people are stubborn. People are ignorant. People are busy. People are just living their lives. And the question is, how do you reach them? Some require a gentle nudge. Some require a link. Others require like, you know, a, a, a slap out of their out of their uh, night terrors and others are just slumber. unreachable but slumber is this your is this your is this your goal in life is this what you're doing is this is this your what you're i want to you know right want now, to I've do got, now i've got no choice it's like i've got no choice about this now like uh, you know i'm I'm a, I'm a father of three uh canada if it hasn't fallen it's really um it's it's approaching rapidly the event horizon of a black hole and so much so that the voice that I have now, sooner than later, will not be viewable in Canada. And notwithstanding everything the world has been through in the last three years, in the last eight years in Canada, people, it's not so bad. We're still a polite country. Oh, sure, uh, gun violence is going up. Uh, you know, It's going up, n notwithstanding the fact that gun laws are getting tighter up in Canada. Violence is going up, you know, suicidal ideations, self-harm, opioid overdoses is going up among kids. Notwithstanding all of that, it's still pretty good. And so in order to justify our own suffering, let's go ahead and, and get deranged by Trump and how bad he is. And, and the amount of Canadians focusing on what they think the ills of America are is a pure distraction from what's going on there. But I have got no choice. The, the world has gone crazy. Wow. And um, you got you to do what you can while still trying to retain a sense of humor and find time to to go fishing <laughs> we we have time for a couple of calls too so you just push the microphone down the lower left uh corner uh, caleb has a little cartoon about that and uh raise your hand and i'll bring you up you'll be streaming on multiple platforms simultaneously don't forget to cool. unmute the mic after you come up to the platform what did you think you'd be doing at this point in your life um I knew that I wouldn't be practicing law because I, I loathed the practice of law even before COVID. Like when I was discovering the internet and viral videos, I, I, knew, I could not see myself in 10 years being a lawyer and still being a practicing attorney and still being happy. Uh, when COVID hit, holy crap, I mean, I never saw this. I never, I never saw myself having to flee my own country to, to protect my children. It's, it's a very, very upsetting thing. And, you know, the, the, I, 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 I'm, I'm sensitive to, you know, the people online who, who will troll me and say, oh, you're a coward, you left. Uh, I, I can understand why they say that. I can say, I can see a lot of people say that because they want to do the same. Um, but, you know, never in a million years would I think I'd have to flee my, my the only place I've ever known to protect my kids from policy that is inhumane, unconscionable, unconstitutional, and yet somehow has, uh, you know, been approved by my fellow citizens in large enough numbers that it became a risk. So, but anyway, it's, it's liberating and, Did um, it's, it's Did a you know that uh, I mean you could have you could have you could have ended up in California. It could have been worse than Canada. You ended up in Florida, I believe. Did you know that that where you were going, state by oh, state? No, I, I I knew. I've got, I've got some American family. Uh, I was never going to end up in All California. Right. But just so everybody understands this, California is not worse than Canada in terms of in terms of policy, in terms of socialism. Um, Canada, for those who don't know, had some of the strictest. COVID measures anywhere. Quebec, even more so. Five and a half months of curfew in 2021. Another month and a half of curfew in 2022. Vaccine passports, where my daughter was at a high school, and it's, the high school starts younger in Canada. Children who didn't have the vaccine QR code on their app were not allowed to try out for soccer. Yeah. So you have, you have 
yep. unscientific, inhumane policy being implemented. And people are like, well, okay, it's not so bad. It could be worse. It could be worse. And now I understand how I, you know, I, I had family uh, from Eastern Europe, from Poland. And, and I, I always asked my dad, why did only one of our, why, why did only my grandfather leave Poland? And the other 24 stayed and the other 24 met the faith. Met, yeah, met the faith good faith. question. He said, well, they I stayed. It that. wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad until it was so bad. And um, I mean, yeah. whether or not we don't get to the same end, end game. And so in that sense, the analogy has its limits. But like Mark Twain also said, history doesn't repeat, but it tends to rhyme. And um, it's rhyming a lot more than I ever thought it would. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It, it's really in, the interesting thing is seeing people behave in ways that help me understand how the average German citizen was able to behave, behave the way they did. And I, you know, I, I got, I, Winston, I'm going to pull you up here in just a second. You're going to unmute your mic. Um, I'll never forget. I was trying to, I was trying to get the vaccine early on. And I went to the hospital where I worked for 35 years and was screamed at by this young man in his uniform, where are your papers? Where are your papers? And I just thought to myself, I'm a senior physician of this facility for 35 years. This, this, does this feel good to you? Does this, does this, oh, what you did. like to do is scream at, yeah, evidently it did. It did yeah. For some Pet people. Petty tyrants. Yeah, I know. Petty tyrants. Uh, and Drew, I'll share one of my anecdotes, which I'll never forget. And the person I don't think watches me, so they'll never know. And I won't mention their name. But I had a, 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 a friend ask if my kids were vaccinated to determine carpool. And when we said no, they found another car to go home from the party. In. And I'll, I'll never forget yeah, that. Yeah. I can forgive it because yeah. they're weak people and um, they weren't in positions of power to make policy. They were just following the policy and tormented by the would, policy. Would, they, would there be a world where that person... How about if that person would come up to you and go, you know what? I've really looked at the data now and I was just completely flat. I was bamboozled by what was going on. I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, would that make it okay? Thousand, you, they, yeah. they wouldn't even have to apologize. Yeah. I wasn't insulted yeah. in that sense. Yeah. I, I would just love for them to acknowledge yeah. it. But the problem is um, yeah. oh, the, we, we were just doing our best with the science that we had at the time. But when yeah, the people- that's, that's, just do, We didn't know. We didn't know. I don't accept no, no. that. And, Some and, of us did know. How's that possible? The, exactly. <laughs> you got lucky. You got lucky, Drew. The conspiracy theorists who were right all along, they got lucky. We were just doing the best we had. It's the same way when some when your ally does something wrong, it's an accident. When your enemy does something wrong, it's an unforgivable sin. It's also what I keep saying when I was teaching physicians. When when they would when I would ask them why they did a particular intervention, they if they dared to tell me I had to do something, goodbye. I had to do something is how you kill people. So you don't do anything unless you have a damn good reason to. You understand the risk reward and you do it with purpose, not because you had to do something. Had to do something is how you harm people. Okay, Winston, unmute that mic in the lower left-hand corner. There you are. What's up? Hey, what's happening, guys? Hey, um, kind of looking at, at what you were saying about how to reach people, I, I wanted to ask if either one of you guys have, have heard about this. This I just learned about this this week, and... I'm I'm pretty flabbergasted by it, and I rarely get to use flabbergasted in a <laughs> sentence. So I'm going to take that as a as a win. Okay. <laughs> the, what I've been reading is a um, a syndrome called aphantasia. Mm. Does that ring any bells? No. Not so me. this states that thirty to fifty percent of the population has no inner monologue. Mm. Like it's it's just a, a, I don't know if it's like the monkey banging the symbols in there or whatnot, but mm -hmm. like. Stating that again, and there's been a bunch of threads on this, and I'm I'm finding some, some papers on it, but I'm just thinking that 
when you look at the catch rate for those that, um, you know, took the vaccine, gave it to their kids, yeah. whatever was required. I'm just wondering, like, if, if you think that would kind of track with that. I mean, again, I, I can't imagine not having an inner monologue. Well, I, I'm, I'm reading. I'm I'm reading what what you're what you're it, looking. It's a real at. thing. It, it, this was something. Yeah, it came it's out of the 19th century. Yeah. Uh, it's actually it's uh, if yeah. if I'm talking about the same thing he's talking about, I actually have friends who like we're you know we're up in our 30s, and then we have conversations and. I come to realize through the conversation that they don't imagine like when they're adding two plus two equals four, they're not imagining actual numbers in their head and doing it. They're just going through the motions of it. But that also goes across like they actually can't imagine like faces of people. They can't imagine and put themselves into like imaginary scenarios because they don't actually have yeah. this inner voice that they're talking. And I, I don't even realize a lot of times that I have an inner voice constantly talking. It's a constant narrative that's going on because it just seems so normal. But some people they don't do that yeah. at all. They don't understand what that and, means. And, and it's not, it's pretty clear. That it's not just a narrative. It's, it's, it's a kind of thinking, right? Uh, I got to read more about this. And I, I, this doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, Winston, I, I, I've come upon here. Here's the one thing. If you want to know one thing I've learned working in a psychiatric hospital for 35 oh, years that you can bank on this one thing. Are you ready? You ready, Winston? Never assume that somebody else's brain works like yours does. Never make that assumption. The, the brains work in all kinds of different ways. What's going on in people's brains are vastly different one from the other. And do not make the assumption that it is healthy, that it is reasonable, that it is rational. There's a million different variations. This aphantasia is one variant. There are many others. And then... Let's also remember, and this, I humbly say this, that you know the the intelligence curves are bell curves. We sit on two sigma on either side of that. There's a people a lot smarter than me, and there's a people not as smart as me. That's just the way it is. That's in our brain system. It's in our biology. Not to diminish anybody on either side of it, but you may be asking more of people than they can can they they can deliver. And well, that's where. I'm really coming to, and I mean, at, at 42, just learning about the aphantasia thing, like it's kind of rocked the fabric of my reality because I, my inner monologue is incessant. Yeah. You, mean, just, like, you know, I know mine's kind of like that too. I've got family members that are like that. It's not necessarily good. <laughs> it can, no, it can go, no, it, it can be a problem. Absolute I, I'm telling you it's a problem. Aviva, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I would be curious if there's any correlation between aphantasia, whatever this is called, and uh, the increased mm. prescription of certain medical, you know, drugs for the mind. Uh, just it, it would be interesting to see if uh, SSRIs. It, it's, it's more complicated. I, I can tell you for sure it's more complicated than that. Do, do, people, we put way too much faith in thinking in this country, way too much. Thinking is under the influence of many different motivational and mood and biological processes. It oftentimes cannot be trusted. And sometimes you can be trained, if you're trained in the scientific method and things like that, where you're trained as a discipline to not trust your thinking and apply a particular technique that gets around that sometimes. And we have already been discussing all this day today how biased that becomes. But sometimes you can you can rely on your thinking, provided that you do it with a jaundiced eye and care. Oh, Winston. Well, and there's so many different, I mean, Go. one of my favorite Einstein quotes is, if you judge a goldfish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll think its life, it'll spend its life thinking itself stupid. So there's a right. broad spectrum of, of no. That's exactly that's like, exactly the point. That's why you should never you should never be pejorative 
I, I want to say this loud and clear. You shouldn't be pejorative by low or high IQ, mood or whatever the mechanism, addiction, not addiction. These things all served evolutionary functions at one time and, and have strengths and weaknesses associated with them to this day. So please, everybody, do not think pejoratively, even though everybody's brain works differently. Don't think pejoratively about those differences. Winston, well, I, I guess. just look at this, the aphantasia from, from the compliance standpoint, because I saw people that I would have considered to be, by all metrics, intelligent people, the yeah. educated at great yeah. universities, blah, That's blah, right. blah. But they were just lockstep when told what to do. And I would love well, to find something that the correlation between the two. Well, we'll, we'll kind of watch. We'll see if there's something going on down there. I'm bringing up Joanna here, and I'm going to let uh, Viva aphantasia, give that thought. It, and I want to ask Caleb. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it, it actually, it, when, when I hear one that second, word, Joanna, hold it, a it, it, it almost freaks me out because you're, as a person a that, that hears, not like it's not like hearing voices, it's just that ongoing mental imagery constantly. I know, I got so it too. So whenever I meet someone I who, who didn't have that, it's like, and you know, it's, I think it's I only like 5 or 10% of people have aphantasia. It's, 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 it's I, I would urge you to realize it's it's more of a spectrum-y thing. That well, there's a whole right, spectrum definitely. of stuff going on here. But it's and, not and, like it and, affected but, their did empathy. Did you get that video I sent? Yeah. Did you get uh, that video? Yes, Does it, yes could, I, have, we watch I have it. it. I we, can play like the first 30 we can watch seconds it? of it. Yeah, yeah. That's all I need. Just for 30 seconds after we talk to Joanna. We'll, do, we'll okay, play it then. Joanna, go ahead. Hi, Dr. Drew. I just wanted to speak to something that I think we need healing on. Yes. Is that my relationship with my doctor, my medical doctor, my relationship with, I have a psychiatrist, you know, yeah. I mean, and, yeah. a, and a therapist, mm. but that they lied to us. Mm. And they lied, and like in California, it's like, it's legislated that they lied to us. And it's like, we need this healing, like on a national level, like how do we trust the medical professionals? Well, this is a major, I know, it's a major issue. It's a major issue. And, and I, 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 that is what uh, Dr. Victor and I talk about all the time. It's one of our gravest concerns is not only what are you going to do to rebuild the trust with your primary caretaker? And I would say, the vast majority of physicians are caring, well-trained, just want to do right by you and their patients. Please try to build the, those relationships one-on-one. -on -one. Somehow we're going to have to get the public health system sort of called to heal maybe or somehow see the World Health Organization. Oh, maybe, Caleb, you want to put up that headline I sent you from the Post? Did you see this today from the World Health Organization? They can't, they can't stop. They can't stop with the fear-mongering. There we go. Next pandemic, even deadlier than COVID, is coming. World Health Organization. That is disgusting. It was disgusting four, three years ago when they pulled this crap. That is even more disgusting now. Don't fall for it. Do not fall for that. And I don't want to be hubristic. I'm not saying that there's no possibility of a terrible pandemic. Of course there is. But that, that does not help. It's, it's even worse than that. And I, I, it's worse than that because um, once you appreciate also that some of the numbers might have been fudged, that some of the deaths might have been um, uh, exaggerated specifically yeah. for the purposes of financial gain and, and other other reasons. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. not to say that it didn't happen because that some people will mischaracterize it as that. But once you know that they labeled one motorcycle accident as a COVID death and one, you know, stage yeah. four brain cancer of a, of a teenager as a COVID death, they've done it more than once. And we yeah. don't even know how deadly it it was in an, any objective sense. And yet they're well, already quantum. They're they're it, they're, it, they're piling it, on the initial it, line. It, and I will tell you that it doesn't even, it's not, it's not conscious lying necessarily. 
You've never filled out a death certificate. I filled out hundreds and hundreds. And the, the way they're filled out is anachronistic. It is highly bureaucratized. It's a, it's a disaster. It's almost impossible in a death certificate to describe actually clinically how somebody died. Because if I say patient died of aspiration pneumonia, right? You will get that death certificate back from the health department going, no, it's going to be a coroner's case, first of all. You want to do that to the family? You want to keep this person in the coroner's office for a month? Come up with something else. Come up with something else is usually what they, Then it's like, well, what did they actually die of? Well, the one thing that they actually died of is their heart stop. Okay, cardiac arrest due to pulmonary arrest. Okay, great. Uh, due to uh, you know a shock, there was a shock involved, so they were they were in septic shock. And then you can put you can put associated with aspiration pneumonia, even though what they died of with aspiration pneumonia. If you've never filled out a death certificate, you cannot imagine how distorted our end of life data is. And I'm sure, who knows? COVID obviously there was a push to move towards putting COVID prominently because they kept the hospitals open. I actually defended it at the time. How else do we keep the hospitals open? The only thing in there is COVID. And if they're not being reimbursed for it, we're going to have a much, much, much bigger problem. So what is actually in that data? I have no idea because we, we distort it all the time. That's how you get to, you know, people die of heart attack. Heart disease, heart disease, heart is the major killer. Yeah, because the, the public health department makes you put down cardiopulmonary arrest at the top of the death certificate because that's proximally what everybody dies of. Isn't that crazy? Well, it's, 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 it's right, crazy. Here's another crazy. What's, yeah. See this. Go ahead. What's what? I want to watch the, go ahead, finish. It, yeah, no, cra crazier is now, yeah, that's that's the back coming out of Quebec now is the excess yeah. mortality and how they're going to attribute those deaths. I mean, it, it's true. Once you can do whatever you want, you can include whatever you want if you need to, and you can exclude whatever you want if you need to. And at the end yeah, of the day, the right. trust and the healing, there has to be consequences first, but not for the people who just yeah. you know, not for the weak people. There has to be yeah. consequences and a rendering and, of and, account for the people and, who and made by the way, decisions. By the way, no, no class, no, no time spent in residency teaching how to fill out a death certificate. Doesn't exist. So anyway, uh, let's watch 30 seconds of this video. We're going to kind of wrap up with this video because I think it, it will help clear our palate. It will help us understand from whence we have come and how much better things are. Caleb, let's play what you we can We want to make sure that this. people can discern the truth from the misinformation. And we want to make sure that everyone understands that no one's safe till everyone's safe. No one is 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 safe. Nobody's safe. No one is safe. Nobody is safe. This is a post 9-11 axiom. Safer but not yet safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. No one is safe from COVID-19 until everyone is safe. If the whole world isn't safe, none of us are safe. No one is safe. No one is safe. Nobody is safe until we're all safe. Health experts have been isn't that insane? That's just that. That's just that particular little aphorism. That that video goes on for twelve minutes, and they uh, the, they uh, do the vaccines. They do everything in the video. All the crazy things that were said over and over and over again. My only problem with those types of compilations is sometimes they get things in there that don't belong by accident. Like there was a in that in that died suddenly documentary. There was a montage of people collapsing, you know, on air and. Uh, yeah. Some of them predated yeah. COVID. For anybody who knew, there was one of a basketball player had nothing to do with COVID. And so I'm always reluctant yeah. when I see those things to immediately click share. I, I feel compelled to verify everything in as much as possible. But it's known. I mean, this 
syndicated news will run the same messaging. Uh, and if anybody thinks that this doesn't look like an Operation Mockingbird type narrative event, that's because you don't know what Operation Mockingbird is, was, and will continue to be. I'm. I will look that up. I uh, appreciate the calls. I appreciate you, sir. It's always fun to talk to you. You've uh, clarified some stuff for me. I'm still, I'm still formulating all my opinions. I'm still, you know, uh, I, I like, for instance, I, you know, I do think the vaccine. I think it interrupted the Alpha and Delta outbreak in ways that we don't really understand yet. It probably did do some good. The question is, at what cost and what age groups? And th these are really the things that kind of need to be analyzed. I, I've been vaccinating my elderly patients straight on through, and it's been a good outcome. It's gone well. So I, I always trust my clinical impressions more than just about anything else. What's that? Your last thoughts here? Oh, I, I won't venture my thoughts on the jibby jab because I don't want to be accused of anything. But um, I, I've known more people who have had serious adverse reactions from the jab than I know at all from COVID and not anecdotal. Some who were actually embarrassed to tell me because they thought I yep. would weaponize it. Yes. Um, but the yes. Were, well, I'm going to I'm going to. I'm going to bring in somebody, a friend of mine that had a terrible vaccine reaction. I've seen a lot of bad vaccine reactions myself, too. And I'm going to also bring in a group that's doing research on, you know, how to deal with these prolonged reactions to the to the vaccine. It, the, the fact that they that that's not a major issue of conversation is what's hurt. It hurts. It, it's really that's like heartbreaking for the people that are having these True. reactions. And we, again, the, the risk reward in certain age groups is not that clear right now. And uh, particularly with Omicron being as mild as it is. And now they have have the XBB.1.16 out there and they're like, oh, oh my God, a new variant. New variant is, is mild. It's in highly infectious, but so are a lot of colds, everybody. The adverse reactions are even Canada's now acknowledging like three in 10,000, or that's what was reported in 2021. It's, it's obscene. Well, it's, and, they're, and they're still pushing it and they're still promoting it on a generation or on a bracket that was never at any meaningful well, risk from COVID in the first place. You had a governor of Alberta step up and uh, actually issue an apology to everyone who lost their job for being unvaccinated, for losing it, for being unvaccinated. Did you see that? I'm sure you then saw she that. Had, yeah, she, that's Danielle Smith. But then she had to apologize for her apology because, you know, she, people thought it was undermining other historical atrocities that she compared it to. Can't do anything right these days. Right. Well, let's leave it at that because I think that's a pretty accurate rendition of how I feel. Can't, do anything, can't, can't get no respect. Can't do anything right these days. But uh, again, tell people where they should find you. Where do you want them to go? So Viva Fry on Rumble, V Viva Fry on Twitter, vivabarneslaw.locals.com is our great community on Locals with Robert Barnes. And where else? Uh, that's it. If you Google my name, you'll find tons of stuff. Some of it's very funny. Actually, not law-related. Back when the world was sane, I used to do fun stuff. I still do fun yeah, stuff. I but... like that. And hopefully, <laughs> I want to come visit you. Where, where are you again? What city are you in? In, in Boca. It's it, Drew, come. We'll go fishing. Boca. We'll go to the beach. I, yeah. It's beautiful. It's it's your birthday too, right? Oh yeah, happy birthday! I've tweeted that too. I'm so sorry to mention till now. Oh, don't worry about that. It's my birthday. I got some steak from a local Brazilian butcher called uh, Oh geez, Easy Meats, and we're gonna make a barbecue. And tomorrow I'm going fishing. Oh nice. Uh, with th th this, I'm gonna post the links. I'm gonna post stuff tomorrow, but with a, with a world renowned charter fisherman, and I better catch a your, fish. Your 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 uh, your tendency towards fishermen. Did you grow up in Nova Scotia or something? I thought you were an inland I, Canadian. I, I, I grew up with a dad. I had to beg him to take me fishing. And now I have to beg my kids to go fishing because I think I pushed it too hard on the kids. But uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what experience they have tomorrow on a boat. It'll be good. Great. All right, my friend. Good to talk to you. Uh, hopefully Thank we you can uh, get you back in here. I, whatever it is, I, you, you can uh, find me here and I'll find you there and we'll figure something out. Awesome. Thank you very much.
All right. And for everyone else that's put the upcoming schedule, there it is. Uh, Simona Tebow with Kelly in here tomorrow. Joe Latipo uh, the following week on May 31st. Nassim Mohatra. Again, these are all the Kelly shows. Scheduled now for June 7th. And Tom Rents is coming back, the attorney uh, who uh, mentioned things like the fact that the Eco Health Alliance and Peter Daszak may have been a uh, counter-espionage operation, which was something that is the only thing I could figure out that could make justify what the uh, uh, the National Institute of Health was doing. And now he's saying maybe that is so. And I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors. If anybody wants to support the show, head on over to drdrew.com slash, slash sponsors slash and uh, find the coupon codes to whatever products you like. I would say... Um, Support those that support Susan. This is her operation, and well, this has been a me. This you've been a you've been this supports has been all a, of us. Supports all of us, the but whole, this has been a really this has been Dr. your Drew. career of late, and I appreciate it. And I hope those Feeds appreciate my it. No, we're just thrilled. That's we're right. just That's thrilled. Right. We're yes. just thrilled that people like the show, and yeah. we are able to get sponsors, and yeah. that we're we're moving forward. So. On the right side of history. Well, hope so. I mean, again, I, I want to be very careful with uh, being overly confident and hubristic and overly judgmental. I want to understand other points of view. And uh, my goodness, uh, we've great all, guests the last two days, though. Great guests. Share if you all, care. We've all learned a lot and continue to learn. I'll see Thank you, you Emily. with Kelly in here, Dr. Atiba, tomorrow. Also, we may drop in on what's going on with uh, Elon Musk's Twitter spaces tomorrow towards the end of our show. So you or can, come on here and tell us what you heard. We'll, yeah, we'll, that's another way to do it. We, we're going to kind of go I back I mean, and it'll forth be there after our show. So. Fair enough. All right, see you tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific time. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor, and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. Thank <laughs> you.